Don't you love it? Again, a robot is telling me personal advice. You're unfocused, Matt. Hey, that's a great segue. It's Financial Life Planning. I'm Matt Robeson, my co-host, Mike Morton. And we are talking today about what did you learn? And I love getting reflecting and getting feedback like you're really unfocused, Matt. Maybe that's something I learned this year. Mike, why do you want to talk about what we learned this year before we turn the page to the next year? I'd like to talk about that so that you can be focused, focused. Matt. Come on, I can't be more focused. I'm super (laughs) focused. It occurred to me, we were chit-chatting about the concept of the show, and it occurred to me that people are always thinking about New Year's resolutions. We make New Year's resolutions. We never talk about the step that should go before that, which is, okay, if you're going to do something different ahead, why are you doing that? Did you learn any lessons this year? Did, are there things that were good? And why is it always, I want to do something different? Maybe it's, hey, I want to do more of something that was successful this year. That's That seems valuable to me. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Matt. We seem to put the uh, cart in front of the horse. Let's get the horse in front of the cart. Anyway, we should look back. Oh, wait, my app's not focused. These, <laughs> these rural metaphors really resonate in 2024 about right. horse-riding carts. But I am going to go to Lancaster this summer, though. Maybe, maybe so it's um, putting We should drive- try that out on the Amish. <laughs> try it out. Putting the driver in the car. Wait, the driver in the backseat of the driverless car? <laughs> that- I, <laughs> All right. I'm not sure. The not point sure. is, but look, you started this with a financial focus. Should we go there first? Should we yeah, do yeah. Fi- I totally agree with you. We make these look forward looking, which is fantastic. Setting goals, coming up with plans and all of that's great. But you've got to start from a starting point of where you are and why you're doing this. And so that's a lot of the work I do with clients to begin with is like, hey, let's set the stage on where are you today? What have you done in the past that's worked really well? Maybe didn't work so well. And then, you know, after reflecting on that, then of course we can look forward and see what we want to continue doing or what we want to change to be smart and organized. I hate this process. I hate it. Like when I write articles, I hate editing my own stuff. I just find it painful. And I hate the self-reflection process. Who likes it? Because if you're really doing it right, you should be critical, not like negative, but critical of yourself. I find that uncomfortable. I don't I don't love it. So is there Mike, you give people advice and you walk people through this in a gentle way. How should people adopt a mindset for this of being productive about it, unsparing and clear-eyed about it without like bumming yourself out with here's all the things I did oh, wrong. Stuff. It's funny you say that because so many of the clients that come to me, that's why we're doing the work together. It's the oh, same as like, you want, don't want to do it by yourself. You don't want to do it by yourself. And you're like, I know I should be doing this. I know I haven't done it. Maybe I need to hire somebody to help me. It's the same with going to the gym. I know I should be more consistent with working out. I know I'm not doing it. Maybe I need to hire that trainer. <laughs> uh, you know, I would love to make fun of you right now and say, gee, your whole business wa- model is I hand you my watch. You tell me the time. But actually, you know what? That's so valuable. I really, I do want someone to hold my hand through this kind of thing. I want someone to tell me, here's how you quit the gym. I want someone to say, okay, here are some things we can learn from. You're, you did great. Feed me the shit sandwich. I've, do you do the shit sandwich with people? Where it's like, you start with a delicious layer of bread, which is, you know what you did amazing this year, Matt? You were so consistent in the way we did our pie, whatever it is, make something up. And then 
you slip in the, the, the impossible burger in the middle. Right? <laughs> then, now, here's something we could work on that would be so great for you and would really take you to the next level next year. Then a nice slice of bread. And it's, just, I mean, what we're talking about here is you going from great to amazing. Do you do that with people? Or do you just uh, give it to them straight? You stop giving away all my secrets, Matt. That's exactly how it goes. Always the compliment first. Man, you guys are doing so well. You're in such a great situation. Congratulations <laughs> on all your saving and investing. And here's a couple of things we can do to even improve your situation. Oh <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh. So first of all, if you're dining at Chef Morton's, you should be aware of this, <laughs> what you're getting fed. Second of all, I dine at Chef Morton's. I do the show with you. And you, we talk offline and you tell me, oh, Matt, you're doing great. And it's, oh, wait, wait. do I trust you now? No, you're on. You're honest. Okay. All right. So let's start on the financial side. When you walk people through the financial side and you do this, like, end of year review, how do you navigate them through that? Yeah. What the first do? thing I would say is, you know, you said, oh, what can we recommend to do? So you could do this on your own, which you definitely can. And the, the number one thing is just making the time. It's the same as like going to the gym or doing your finances. Like have to first set aside the time. Hey, on Thursday at 3 p.m., I'm going to spend an hour and a half doing this thing. Like either it's getting to the gym so that way it's going to happen or it's reviewing some finance, either your budget or expenses or upcoming travel next year that you want to accomplish or whatever it is. First, just set aside the time. Put it in your mm. calendar and say, hey, we're going to do an evening. If we were at the partner, you'd be like, oh, let's do Thursday night. We're going to sit down and review X, Y, or Z. You know, whatever is important for you to review, to stage, looking backwards, to set the stage for what you want to accomplish in 2024. I know we covered some of this in our nine things, which was actually sneakily 10 things, which we should have just called 10 things. So that's our bad people. No, but you always but use odd numbers, Matt. Always odd numbers. Why? It draws in the listener. Don't you it's know this, Mark? You're the marketing guy. <laughs> yes, but odd 10 numbers. things, 10. We think it's hardwired into us. 10 fingers. Five things or 10 things. Nine. It's always five, five or 10. Nine. This is why the speed limit at Hampshire College near me is 17 miles per hour. It's really attention grabbing. It's like 17. Why 17? Why not 17.6? Are there, we covered some of this, but are there common things that jump out when you do this? Like that people always find, oh, I'm not doing this, darn it, that people can skip to the end of the line and figure out right away? Yeah, man. The first thing I would say is sort of wherever you're feeling that you're sort of missing something. Like usually people have a sense of, oh yeah, my expenses seemed a little out of control. Um, you know, or man, we didn't really get to that travel this year. Like why didn't we make that happen? Or, hey, I'm, I just started a new job. Maybe I'm not looking at my employee benefits. I set that aside and didn't really dig into it. So usually people know like, oh, this is where I haven't focused and, and I need to spend a little bit of time. Wow, that once again gets to the idea of you really are. It's like when you go to a therapist and most of the time people know what they have to do. They just don't really want to do it. And so that's usual. So you think that people frequently have a sense that, oh, gosh darn it, I knew I I should have set up this employee benefit. I backburned it. It's an open tab in my browser that I haven't gotten to. And it's it's actually not that much of a mystery. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think so every time because everybody that comes in my door already knows what they need help with. Oh, I'm, I want to, we're thinking about changing homes and moving you know, for X, Y, and Z reason. You know, and kind of need the, a look at the numbers. Like there's always a reason, but that's clients that are coming to me. They've got 
a big enough need to get over the hump to like actually hire somebody. But everybody has a sense of, yeah, I know that this is something I should be working on. So I'll give you an example for myself. We've been working on, you know, our budgeting from this past year. I keep track of all of our expenses every year because I'm like crazy like that. Um, <laughs> and so I like looking at all those things. But what I haven't really done is set a budget, quote unquote budget. And because we've always been fine. We talked about this before. Like if you don't really need to track everything, don't bother. Like it's fine. But going into next year, we want to make some changes to our income and expenses. And so I really wanted to dial in like what is an actual budget? You know, how much do we need to make to cover our expenses? Then I have to know all the expenses, especially going into next year. So really kind of working on the budgeting aspect. So for 2024, I'll be even more dialed in, you know, something that I want to keep track of for me and for my family. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. It's interesting to me how what jumps out in what you said is I was thinking about New Year's resolutions, right? And just taking, they always seem to skip the first step, which is if you ask me right now, Matt, do you have a New Year's resolution in mind? I'd probably, my brain would just go to one of the usual suspects. I'm going to do this with my workouts. I'm going to do that, whatever it is. What your answer says to me is, if you think backwards first and you identify, here are the things that I could do better, that really helps with the resolution. Do you ever find the inverse do you ever find, what about the genuine positivity of, hey, you know what? Here's something that I truly did do well. This isn't just a layer of bread in the sandwich. This is, oh, I really liked how this went. So I'm going to recommit to this or I'm going to be yeah. consistent about it. Does that come up with your clients? Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that this morning. I did have a call this morning with some clients and we're reviewing uh, what's their ideal life, their, where they want to spend their time and energy, money. And after reflection, they spent some time ahead, you know, before the call. And then we had a live call talking through those things. And really, they were just very grateful for really already spending their resources in alignment with how they want to live, you know. Um, and so that was just really wonderful to hear and to see. Oh, we've thought about some of this in the past. We're already in a bunch of it. It's not that there isn't more to do, but it was really being grateful for some opportunities and spending um, their resources in alignment and recognizing it and thinking about how can we be more aggressive with that in the future? Like, how do we double down on the things we're already doing, you know, to, to make them even better in the future? Sometimes consistency is, is a tricky concept and a really important concept. You hear this if you're listening to sporting events, commentators for sporting events all the time. They'll say, Robeson is so explosive as a basketball player. If he just becomes more consistent, he'll be an all-star. And I feel like screaming at the television, the ability to be consistent at a level of greatness is what separates everyday performance from truly great performance. That's the hard part. Being consistent is the hard part. All of us are great at things sometimes. It's being yeah. better consistently that's really hard. And I, this comes up in coaching all the time, too, when I'm coaching kids in, in, in sports. It's making sure that you're adopting the mindset of, I'm going to work on this thing and I'm always going to bring the same mindset to it. And that's one that really stands out to me is identifying when I think back 
about and it is a good helpful starting place for me mentally because I like I said I can't go into this with a let's list all my faults and have an internal festivus airing of grievances that sounds like fun I have to go at this from all right there are genuinely some good things that I liked from the past year that I did that that's really helpful and it's just all about all right I'm going to I'm going to really identify them. Now I'm going to work on the consistency. So much good comes out of that, right? Like I was just this morning, I'm recording another show I do. It's a panel discussion show, me and a Republican political consultant and a Democratic former member of Congress. And we were chatting before the show and I was saying one thing I'm getting a lot of really good feedback on is people are getting a positive vibe that it feels like a good hang listening to the show or having, we're just in a run of a really good exchange that's positive, even when we're disagreeing. And people really like that. And having identified that, I was like, great, let's keep that rolling. Let's be really consistent about that because we've hit on something that's really good that the audience likes. That kind of thing, I don't know, I find really helpful. It's amazing, just tiny bit. Every day, every week, every month, Think of where you'll be in a year, two years, five years. Like the compounding of consistency is unbelievable. The problem is it's super boring, Matt. It's like there's, no, it's like eating your broccoli. You know, eat, eat your vegetables every day. It's like, is that really going to change the world? Yes, if you do it every day for years right. and years. Um, and that's the point. So I would highly recommend um, James Clear has written Atomic Habits, great book on sort of habit forming, the consistent, you know, and the reason you want to build habits and form habits is to be consistent, whatever. And the other thing is take your strengths that you have that you're enjoying in your life or you want to get better and take, you can take strengths and improve those. A lot of people focus on negatives, right? Oh, I'm going to improve my weakness. Oh, where am I weak? I try to bring that up. You could flip it around, take your strengths that you really enjoy and want to build um, and, and double down on those. And it is unbelievable where you end up. It's true. It is a mental trap that people always want to work on their strengths. Like I'm not a golfer, but golfers talk about this a lot. If you're already strong at putting, people love to work the putting green because it feels great. You're already good at it. It's always harder to work on your weak points, but still there is that increment of huge value in just taking things that you're good at sometimes and being good at them all the time. The yeah. difference in the Tour de France between the riders who are in that big cloud that they call the Peloton for no reason except it's French and it sounds cool, and the riders who are at the front, right? The difference between Lance Armstrong and everyone else was, first of all, drugs. Exactly. Got shout out to the drugs. But everyone else was on drugs, yep. so that wasn't all of it, right? Everyone was on yep. drugs. It's The difference is, if you look at across the whole race, it's half of a percent. That's what we're talking about. And that's the difference between like excellence, greatness, and yeah. like huge rewards in your well, life. You know, uh, yeah, you know, every sports athlete ever, the best, what? First in, last out. You know, yeah. I mean, every single right. best athlete in any sport, the first in, last to leave. Um, you know, they're right. just putting in the effort every single, every single day. But if that sounds exhausting, <laughs> the good news is, you don't have to be LeBron James. That's right. be like, you don't have to have atomic habits. That sounds scary to me. Like, <laughs> I don't want my habits to explode in my face. Like, that, what a terrible name for something, James Clear. I, you really, you just need to, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of consistency. A lot comes from that. Hey, yeah. we've talked about the finance side. Yep. Let me put you on the spot. Mm. When you think back, just more broadly, like in your life, it could be financial, it could be something else. What lesson do you take from the past year as you take stock that you want to carry forward. Yeah. 
Well, the first was that, that budgeting, you know, I thought about that and it's something because we want to make some changes in our lives, you know, in 2024 and beyond, it's something that's a great step that I want to build the awareness first, right? We talk about that. Like I'm going to look backwards, build up, you know, my awareness of the expenses so I can predict a budget and be consistent with tracking it, which, which I, to your point, I already have been, I have every week, I spend like 10 minutes a week just you know, categorize some stuff, reviewing it. So just want to continue that consistency going into next year. But I'll give you another answer too, that very recently, I've wanted more time and space to be present with my family and friends and my community, like just really be a little more focused, you know, when I am somewhere and not always think, oh, I've got to do this next. Oh, I got to, I got to crush through this so I can get to this next thing, but just trying to slow it down by 10% and be like right there. And I'll tell you, Matt, one thing that has made a difference is meditation. Five or 10 minutes of creating space. And the way to think about meditation, there's of course a million different varieties and stuff, but for me, it's training the mind. So same as you would go in for a workout to train some muscles so you could be healthy and fit. This is training your mind to be more present and to have more space. And it's literally changes, you know, now they can measure it, right? What's going on in the brain activity and people that meditate literally have a different brain. Same as like people that go and work out muscles literally have a different body. Um, and so that's what I wanna be more consistent with going into next year. That's interesting. And just to build on that last piece about slowing things down, one of the things that I picked up, I'm not sure if it was early this year or maybe last year, but that really stuck with me is, this aphorism, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And it's incredible. I give my kids this advice all the time. We're trying to get out of the house. We're on the way to an activity. We're late to school. And I'm fr sometimes frustrated if they're like, they're, because they're distracted, right? They're doing, but what I really want them to do and what I've tried to do is paradoxically slow down because when you're rushing, you make mistakes that take more time to correct for and fix. And over time, not to overuse that word, you end up later, you end up doing things worse. Slow it down, focus on what, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. It's amazing. It's actually sped me up. I think I'm getting to things more on time, and with fewer, darn, I forgot my cell phone. But yeah. I never forget my cell phone. That would be like <laughs> never forget that. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather leave the house without pants. Honestly, it's so that true. Actually, yeah, to leave leave the house without pants. Of course, that's that's really true. But it's also true the uh, smooth smooth is fast. Like now, I've also found that slowing down when you can be. You know, those certain flow states when you're really crushing it, maybe it's that morning, like, you know, you get in that mid morning um, and these couple of hours, I'm really, or maybe it's like early afternoon for you, or it could be evening time where you're like, oh, this is my go-to creative time, really like crushing some, some work or some activity. You can get more of that and be more efficient, you know, if you set up your day to be a little bit slower and, and be more present for those times. And it's so true over and over that's like, oh, I can get even more done in a smaller amount of time if I focus on these energetic windows and give myself time to build that energy, you know, for the next day or whatever it is. Not to sound like a toothy self-help guru like Tony Robbins, but those high energy moments, that is a thing. That is a real thing. Like when I used to run cross country and track, I used to very rarely get those runner's highs. It was ridiculous. I would literally be in a sprint workout and laughing as I ran because I had so much like endorphins. That flow state thing is real. The problem that I've had is 
I can't always make it happen. It has to come upon me. But when it does, I do try to, like, I'll text my wife and I'll be like, everyone leave, <laughs> move, <Right. laughs> go to another house. I am in, in the zone. And then I just ride it. And Matt, it's, oh, it's awesome. Here's what you got to do, man. So here's a takeaway for you and for the listeners, because I'm, I'm sure everyone can resonate with that. Certain times, some things align and you're like, oh, man, I'm just really feeling it right now, getting so much done. Take note of what occurred right before those times. What was the things that occurred 30 minutes, one hour, two hours prior to you feeling that way and having that chunk? Because I guarantee you, if you look backwards, 30, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you did right before led you into that state um, and you can reproduce that. That's the whole point is you set up your day and your environment to have more of that. It, it, I've tried that and it's still a mystery. Like the last time it happened to me, like I had lunch, I had cleared my to-do list, I'd snorted some Coke, and then 30 minutes later, I had this rush of energy. I still can't figure out what was going on. <laughs> My wife is listening to this and literally thinking, I text you all the time to get the hell out of the house and leave me alone, and that still hasn't happened yet. I'll, I'll give you my, I did this, I was thinking back over the last year, like, what's my number one thing? I'm going to be real meta about this. It's number one thing. It's one thing. If I have a lesson learned from the past year, it's another aphorism one job at a time, every job a success. I am increasingly struck when I think back over this last year, when I have tried to focus myself, it's a kissing cousin of yours, gross expression. <laughs> What's up it, with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It, it's it, when I really try to focus on executing one thing, I'm so much better off. And I don't split my attention. I don't try to like oh, I've got this other task in the back of my mind. And when I really try to, we talked about, I broke down the financial changes I needed to make and I shifted m money that I was putting away for retirement and I shifted a bunch of that over to five to nines for college. And it was several steps, but it was one thing. When I really focused on that, oh man, like it's just, that was an accomplishment. It was great. I got it done. I cleared the decks. I felt better. It was productive. And I'm just, I'm, so if I had thought about New Year's resolutions for 2024, again, in a vacuum, I probably would have come up with something having to do with diet and exercise. But I think I'm going to really try to drill down on, maybe it's two things, I'll break my own rule. It's the one thing rule, and it's also the to-do list rule. When I start my day by very assiduously going through, here are the things I want to get done. And I, here's a realistic list of things that I can get done today. And I check them off as I go. I'm so much more productive. I feel great. And I'm better able to focus on the one thing at a time because I've compartmentalized all the bees buzzing around. Oh, give me your do me or I'm going to sting you. One job at a time. Every job is success. I love that one, Matt. I thought about that a lot this, this last year as well. And I do the same. And I love what you said about how it makes you feel better, like during the day and at the end of the day to be able to say, man, I had a to-do list with three items and I knocked out all three. And it just feels really great. Rather than we know your to-do list is 25. Like everyone's got a list that's always at least 25 and it never gets shorter. So you're never going to do all of it. So every day you're just like, 
these three things, boom, I knocked them out and I feel so great. And I do the same, like when I'm working on, uh, for me in my work, it's client stuff, I'm cranking on some strategies or analysis or whatever. I focus on one person at a time, right? Because then I'm really getting in the mindset, what am I working on, what am I doing? I'm going deep, I'm doing an analysis, writing things down just for one person. I know there's like five other people I have to get to as well. I'm like, while I'm in the moment, focusing on one thing, I'm gonna go all the way to the end of that one thing. You know, right. really do my best job. And I know if I try to come back, oh, I just, I only need to get them, you know, the first 20%. Well, I know when I come back, what? I'm going to spend twice as much time revisiting all the stuff, getting my mind back in the flow, right? Of that, of that situation, deep all the way to the end of that job, finish that one job, make it a success. And then I know I can come back to it in a few weeks or a month later or whatever, you know, if we had to revisit stuff. Mike, I think that was a really strong ending to the show. I think you laid that out perfectly. And that, my friend, is the bottom layer of bread in the sandwich that has been this episode of Financial Life Planning. I think we should leave it there. For Mike and me, I'm me. I'm Matt. We will see you next time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at FinancialPlanningPod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.